What's up, people? This is Adam Hunter. I want to thank you for supporting me on Rockfin, and that's why you're getting this podcast. Uh, listen, today we have Anthony Burchak on, UFC veteran, rising veteran, combate veteran, Just a good dude, father of four, jiu-jitsu ace, I think he's a black belt, okay? Great guy. So I'm talking to Burchak. I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Marijuana is legal in California. It's legal. So, you can get it delivered right to you. So, go to speedweed.com, at speedweed. Don't chance it. Don't go to a uh, dispensary and wait online for six hours and bump into people you know and then get embarrassed and then get high and then get a DUI and gas or, I don't know, you get into a car accident and your insurance goes up and just bad things could happen, all right? Get it delivered right to you. You get pizza delivered, Chinese food delivered, all right? Uber delivered, uh, well, not, I guess Uber doesn't deliver to you, but you, you, you get what I'm saying, okay? Speedweed.com, at Speedweed, mention Roasted, and May Roasted, you get $10 off, okay? Also, Nature's Oils Online. Anthony Burchak. What's going on? What's up, man? How are you? It's Adam Hunter. I'm here with Violet, my baby daughter, eight months old. And we're talking to you. How you doing, man? Good, man. How's the baby doing? She's doing good. I how do, how in the world it is so hard to take care of a baby. How do you have five of them? Like how did Dude? I'm telling you, man, this that shit was the fucking hardest thing I've ever done. Like how many kids do you have really? I got I got four. Well, me and Mercedes Mercedes uh, had two, uh, and then um, I had one before her, and then we we had one together. So we got four total: two boys, two girls. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how did you manage to do it? Because as a fighter, like even as a comic, it's like cuts into my time. Like I had to take her to say wiggle and work, where like it's a place literally where it's like an office that has a gymnasium. And you pay like, I don't know, 10, 15 bucks an hour. And then you go and like work while someone takes care of your kid. But they don't even yeah, have that. Yeah, it's, it's wild, right? It's like you're trying, to, you're trying to figure out all these timings and these time slots. And like, okay, I got to be here at three. And I got to be, you know, talking to so-and-so at four. And it, yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's such a, it's a fucking crazy juggle of life. Oh, my God. I mean, one of the good things is that anytime I'm late for anything or I don't do anything or I don't get back, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I got a baby. It's my, it's like my perfect way to get out of everything. Is this? Yeah, and then I everyone's like, oh, everyone's like, oh God, I'm sorry. Yeah, and they're like, oh, okay, it's okay, don't worry, just jump in. Yeah, anytime anybody was like, hey, could you, could you make this video for me? I, I got a baby. I, do I have, I have my baby? I just even like things that have nothing to do with the baby. They're like, you know, I actually got out of a parking ticket last week. The guy, not parking ticket, a spe- <laughs> I, got, I, I made like a. Illegal U-turn in like four lanes, like was on my phone, like just just took would have been like nineteen points in my license. I'm like, I got a newborn baby. The guy's like, oh, it's okay. He's like, have a good day. Uh, good luck with that. I was like, how did I get out of that? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Think about all the think about all the things that these babies like are just subconsciously recording, and then one day they're gonna be like, hey, fucker, remember all those times that I got you out of parking tickets and. You know, in trouble with your boss and shit. Totally, totally, totally. Uh, it's crazy. So, by the way, you're coming off a huge win in combate 
Uh, you knocked a dude out in one minute. Uh, you look great, by the way. Yeah, man, thank you. That was um, that was actually a long layoff that I had since uh, since rising, you know. And um, for for a while there, I, I kind of felt like uh, you know, the icky kid. No one really wanted to touch me. No one really wanted to sign me. Um, I was having trouble finding a lot of fights, you know. I mean, even now after that knockout, um, I'm I'm having trouble finding fights, you know. And uh, that was a that was a good matchup, man. The kid was six and one. He had just beat. Um, an Olympic gold medalist from Cuba who was uh, the LFA champion for a little bit. Um, and then he got injured. So, um, you know, the kid had some, the kid had some steam and some clout behind him, uh, choking out an Olympian. I thought, you know, it was a, it was a big thing. So, um, they said that they were coming to Tucson and, and we made the deal happen. And I think I set a, I think I set a record for the fastest knockout in minimum weight history for the organization. And I think I, did uh, the third fastest um, knockout in the organization history as a whole. No, it was awesome. I was so happy. I was in Tucson. I was like, I was nervous for you because sometimes I'm sure you had everybody hitting you up for tickets and everybody was like hitting you up for this and that and press and radio shows and TV shows, right? And it was, was it hard to focus? You know, it, it, I think the thing that scared me the most was the fact that I that I pieced together a camp with just some friends, you know what I mean? Like, uh, just a couple of training partners and teammates were, were the guys that were coaching me. Um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't enough money where I would, you know, be able to call like my main coach, coach Casey and, and Ray Seppo and be like, Hey guys, okay, we're going to do this together. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. it, it wasn't, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to validate bringing them out. So, um, I just kind of did some stuff with a couple training partners here. I was running, you know, six miles a day, damn near every single day. Um, I got in great shape. I felt solid and, and, you know, the, the results paid off. Now your fights in Ryzen were all like, they all, you, you, you lost three, uh, two split decisions, which could have went your way. The, and the Kawajiri fight, you look at how good Kawajiri is looking now. I mean... I and almost like you look like and that fight was awesome. You threw him on his head in like the beginning of that fight. That was a really really good fight. And like Kawajiri just beat the Bellator champion, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, it it was kind of a weird situation because I think on paper it looked bad. You know what I mean? I thought okay, I, this was this was my mentality coming home. Like okay, I'll be able to find fights easy because people will go, oh, he's on a three fight losing streak. He's getting old. He's washed up. That's what, that's what my mentality was. You know what I mean? And, um, in reality, I think people saw those fights and they were like, holy shit, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't the, either one of those split decisions was mine. And I think both of them were. And then, you know, the Kawajiri fight was to just get my foot in the door with Ryzen. Um, and, and even that fight, if I go back and fight him again, it's completely different. I was just so, uh, kind of enamored by the, the thought of Tetsuya Kawajiri, you know what I mean? The icon that he was, that I just didn't really focus on him just being a, a man. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, now he's looking better than ever, and this is the best he's looked. People are saying that if he fought Demetrius Johnson now. Now, did they test over in Ryzen, honestly? They did. They did. I mean, they, they said that they were using uh, uh, WADA, which is the World Anti-Doping Agency, you know? But... Um, they were they were giving therapeutic use, use exemptions for marijuana and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I'm not sure 
if they were giving therapeutic use exemptions for, you know, any, any performance enhancing drugs, you know, but, um, I mean, there's some monsters. Look at Krokop. Dude, Krokop looked better than he's ever looked. You know, he was in great shape, and uh, he fucked those two dudes up. A lot of those guys. The guy that knocked out Eddie Alvarez looked like he was uh, a monster. Um, You know, a lot of those guys over there, I I don't think anybody's ever failed a drug test over there. Like, anybody. Yeah, you don't don't hear about it. I mean, mean, you you won't hear about it at all unless... Uh, you know, unless there's you, you were just such an asshole while you were over there, and you just disrespected the culture, disrespected the athletic commission. If you were just a piece of shit, then I'm sure they're going to be like, "Oh, guess what? You're the only one that failed a drug test here." Right. 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 So you can't now with Combate. You didn't find like you didn't find like a three fight contract. There wasn't anything where it was it was a one and done. Yeah, no, so they, um, they're coming to Tucson three times this year. They already came March 29th, um, and I already had a, a, a pre-signed agreement to, to defend my, my jiu-jitsu championship on March 30th, so I couldn't, I couldn't have done both. Um, but they're coming again June 7th, and I just signed with, uh, with a new management uh, agency and a new, a new manager, um, and he's kind of... He's taken over for sure, and I'm hoping that we'll we'll be able to get a, a good matchup for June 7th, and I'll be able to fight back here in Tucson again. But um, Legacy is coming to you know LSA is coming to Phoenix again this year. Um, there's I've heard Bellator's coming to Phoenix this year, so there's a bunch of big shows coming to Arizona, and uh, I'm just hoping that uh, y- you know I think me and Mercedes did such a great job of getting me where I needed to go. But now really kind of reviving the career, I'm going to, you know, hand it over to somebody else and really let them you know, do their job as a manager and stuff like that. And kind of, because uh, I, I just, even when I was managing myself, I could just see that some of these promoters saw how eager I was to fight. And they're just kind of taking advantage of me, you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. It's also hard to deal with your wife because it's your wife and... Then it like it never ends. I know that work with my dad as my manager was like I had to stop doing it because it was there was no time off. You know, it's not like you could go okay business now. It's always business. So I can only imagine yeah, with exactly. your wife, it, it's got to feel that way. Yeah. You know? So check this shit out. One one day we're me and Mercedes are showering together and we have this big ass shower. I would sit at one end of the tile and she would sit at the other end and we would sit to feet and let the hot water hit us right and. uh She's asking me, she's like, hey, what did you think about your corner banner? And I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And she's like, no, no, what did you think about it? And she's shaving her legs, right? And I'm like, it's, it's good. I'm not going to make a fuss about it. She's like, no, tell me your honest opinion. And I was like, okay, it fucking sucks. I fucking hate it. She grabbed the razor and chucks it at my fucking head, dude. Really? And she just stormed. Yeah, fuck yeah. And then she storms out of the shower all pissed off. And I was like, look, I said, I didn't want to make a big fucking deal about it. But uh... you're over here. Well, I don't understand. Wait, wait, what did you think about your 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 corner? It was uh, my corner banner. Yeah, like the oh, sponsor your, banner. Your, your banner. So, you, so okay. So, you, your wife's a very beautiful lady. She's got like triple D boobs. She's shaving her vagina, and then talking about her cor- your corner banner in the shower. There's a, there's a lot of problems Dude, yeah. there, right? Isn't there a lot of issues? Because that's there? the thing, right? It's like there's no there's no time when the business stops. It just keeps going. And I and for one, I wouldn't want to fucking talk about it. I was just I was just happy sitting in the shower, you know, watching her shave her legs and shit. Yeah. And then, you know, she she brought the shit up and I was like, Oh man, 
I know this one's going to be a fucking slippery slope. And sure, sure enough, bro, yeah. I fucking said I hated it and I hated my walkout gear. And the next thing I know, there's a fucking Gillette razor flying on my face. With my, with my dad one time, I was like, Dad, I don't think we should work together. It's not working out. And he's like, well, who walks your dog when you're not around? I'm like, all right. You know, it's like, it's like, <laughs> like now we're fighting over like the dog. Like, this is like, come on, man. Like, what's going on here? You know? Yeah, so, we, we just wore, she just wore too many hats with me. And, and we, were, we were losing ourselves as, as uh, lovers, you know what I mean. It wasn't. It was no longer a relationship. It was a fucking business partnership. Yeah. And um, since then, we've cut a lot of unnecessary ties that that we didn't really need to be doing with each other. You know, like um, like the management thing and and a couple of other business partnerships at the gym and stuff like that. And and now we we I think you know we've focused really more on on getting back to just loving each other and, and being, you know, a husband and wife and not being, you know, a fucking uh, a business moguls together. It, it just wasn't working. No, dude, I was the other day, the same thing. I was at the mommy and me class with my, with my daughter. Cause I'm, I have my kid during the day and my wife works. So I have the kid from seven to seven and then she comes home and has the baby, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing comedy at night, which is actually not even fair because I have to work during the day, whatever. But I call my dad and I'm like, hey, come to the mommy and me class. It's me and my dad and the baby. And she's playing the drums. And it was just like the best, you know, because this is like it was his, his, his granddaughter or, or watching the baby and having fun. I'm like, this is what I want to be doing. Not talking about like, you know, hey, how many how many Instagram hits did you get on that video? And are we going to get a sponsor for this? And are we going to get that? And how come I didn't get an audition for that? And put this on tape for this comedy yeah. club? It's just like, it, it just never ends. And how come this, hey, how come these guys didn't pay me my, my uh, commission? Did, 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 did you email these people? And, you know, it's just a constant, you know, it's a constant headache. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just fucking too much, right? It's just too much noise. Yeah. And, then, and then, you know, like... um. But I mean, I guess when you're when you're, so did you listen to the the Kevin Hart Joe Rogan podcast recently? Uh, no. So they talk about how like um, being uncommon men, right? And then and then being the one percenters of the one percenters, and being uncommon men of uncommon men, and just con- constantly trying to start projects, and and you're always putting more on your plate because they, we're just that kind of people, right? And it's like. Me and Mercedes went for a hike with the kids and we were away from the phones and, you know, we weren't talking about business, but it was just like, there's things that you get inspired by. And all of a sudden you're like, Hey, you know, we should do this for the gym or we should, you know, going into this next fight. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Let's just enjoy this hike. Let's look at these fucking birds that people are, you know, pushing binoculars towards. And, you know, it's just, it's hard to get away from it because you're always thinking away. You're always thinking away. How can... How can we expand the empire? How can we build the brand bit bigger, better? You know what I mean? No, it's the thing. And it really is. It really is hard to kind of just enjoy the fact that you know that's my wife. I'm her husband. These are my little my little kids. You of know course, what I mean? Because then when you finally get it right, when you finally knock out Joe Soto in a minute like you did, or I finally get on the Tonight Show, or whatever. It's like then you're like you're scared you're gonna lose it. So it's like you want to then go. You, you want you want to keep that. You know, so a lot of times you don't even right. you don't even get to enjoy the actual art in itself because you're worried that it's gonna it's gonna go away. But it's funny, like with comedy and with uh, with fighting, is so similar because it's funny, like you know, like Joe Rogan and Kevin Hart, 
they are one percent of the one percent, you know. <laughs> but like me as a comic, like I'm probably in the five percentile of comedians. You know, there's like thousands and thousands and thousands of comedians, and you know, not saying I'm I'm do, I'm doing better, but if you look at like my tax return and where I'm working and and how I'm doing and how often I'm working and money coming in, I'm probably in in the, I'm probably in the five percent, right? But yeah, but that's sure. not but that's not enough because if you really want to like be elite and make the kind of money you really want to make and have the success you really want to have, you have to be the five percent like the you have to be like the ten percent of the one percent, you know. And any other occupation, whether if I was like a lawyer or let's say even if I was a teacher or I was a doctor, if I was in the five percent of all doctors or teachers. I'd be a multi, multi, multi millionaire, but yeah, exactly. But in and, comedy, and you're right, man. It is, it is hard to get it right. It's like, cause you get that little bit of limelight and you're like, okay, how can I innovate? How can I change myself? How can I stay fresh? How can I continue to, you know, bounce in and out of that fucking in and out of that light, you know, because, and that's, so even though she fired me as, as one of her athletes, um, your wife, you know, anytime, yeah, so Mercedes fired me, and I use big ass air quotes when I say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, look, I'm like, you, you obviously don't want to, you know, help me out or represent me anymore, and, and it's fine because it, it made our relationship better. But now, don't critique every fucking deal that I'm doing on my own. You know what I mean? Of course. She's like, oh, you should have never agreed to that. You shouldn't. Have... Well, why don't you fucking do it then? She's like, I don't want to. I'm gonna let. She's like, I'm gonna watch you sit back, and I'm gonna watch you fail a bunch, and then when you start crying, and then I'll come and do it. And oh, I'm like, man. great. Oh. But we just started, um, she started a uh, sub-only jiu-jitsu organization. It's called the Bullpen Submission Series. And um, that's, that's our newest business venture, and we've been doing that together. You know what I mean? And it, it's, it's been incredible. I never, ever thought that she would be able to, to conceptualize something, do a business plan about it, and then execute it. And she has... She, dude, she's rocked the jiu-jitsu scene in Arizona. We're literally the only uh, homegrown, sub -only, true sub-only EBI formatted uh, jiu-jitsu tournament in Arizona. And she just got um, a huge, huge opportunity. Um, so you know how like at the UFC Fan Expo, they used to have like Grappler's Quest or Naga? Yeah, yeah. And they would do like a jiu-jitsu tournament during the, the expo? Yep. So Mercedes just landed um, the culture fit fitness and fashion expo in Phoenix and they wanted an Arizona company and uh, you know, they don't want to deal with not or, or a big company like that. They wanted to give someone a shot. So Mercedes actually won the bid for the tournament and we're going to be doing our first ever, uh, bullpen worlds tournament, which is all five ranks. It's going to be sub only EBI format, wow. um, cash prizes. Uh, we're going to be doing like, um, I'm working on some really, really cool concepts about, you know, top level black belts versus some UFC guys, UFC guys versus Bellator guys. Um, you know, I'm working on a couple of big, big things. And, and right now, again, we're, we're talking this business talk and I'm like, Hey, look, I don't know how you did it, but I hear no from so many sponsors. It's like really fucking like, it hurts my feelings. And she's right. like, dude, she's like, that's managing me because you kept harping on me about these companies and what did they say? And what did they say? And she's like, I never had the heart to tell you no, or they're not the, you're not the kind of athlete they're looking for or something like that. So for me to see all the shit that she went through and like 
you know, having and, and all the all the grief gave her, like, oh man, I my hat's off to her because she put up with a lot of shit for sure. Well, she was a dancer, right? Yeah, and and <laughs> that, that's another thing. She was like, she was like, you don't know how many times I've heard no in my fucking life. Like, it's not it's not a big deal. You just yeah, she was one. a pretty well known feature. Like, I was like, exotic, damn, that, 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 burlesque that was dancer. Like some real perspective, you know what I mean? Yeah, so she's like, she's got the street smarts, you know, she's got the street smarts, she knows how to work people, she's a pretty girl, she's got big boobs, she's smart, you know, she hasn't been hit in the head 10,000 times, you have, so, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, what do you, what do you expect? I mean, she, she, she knows her shit. Now, I always see that you compete in these, like, sub-mission grappling tournaments, but I never know how you do, because I just, I just but are you, are, you, are, you, are you winning these things? Are you doing well in these things? What's going on? Yeah, so so last year, 2018, um, I went uh, 24 and two, right? And the the two guys that I lost to, um, I only lost to one guy at my weight class, and that was uh, Frank Rosenthal uh, from Henzo Gracie Academy, in New York. He's part of the Dana Her Death Squad. Um, I lost in the finals of the On It Invitational, um, and then the the next guy I lost to was. Uh, out of 10th Planet, San Diego. He's a 200-pound monster. He just got his black belt. His name's Kyle Chambers. Um, and I went up against him, and I lost to him in the absolute finals um, of, of our bullpen tournament. And uh, so last year, like I said, I went 24-2. and two. Um, I won the, the Arizona State Championship in Jiu-Jitsu at Brown Belt. Um, I won uh, the bullpen submission series twice, and then I uh, won a couple other local tournaments. But um, the super fights that I've been doing have all been at, at 170 pounds oh, and wow. I've, uh, the last three guys that I've gone up against have all been black belts. And, uh, I just defended, uh, successfully defended my 170 pound title, uh, March 30th. And I won by uh, a leg lock. So I've been winning, man. It's actually been the way that I've been passing my time in between fights. Kind of, you know, if I, if I just sit around, I'll get fat right? and I'll be fucking lazy. And, um, so pro jiu-jitsu has been what I've been doing and just, you know, waiting in the wings till I can line up a fight. And, you know, I've actually just gotten really, really a lot of time to focus back on wrestling, traditional wrestling, shooting my shots and takedowns and snap down setups, front headlocks, you know, spin scoring to the back, defending shots. And I really, really was super excited to get back to wrestling. And, uh, last year, 2018, it's about this time again, I won um, the USA Wrestling Men's Nationals at 70 kilos, which is two weight classes above what I normally compete at. So all year last year, I was just active grappling, and, and I'm barely going to have my first, uh, I just, like I said, well, I have my first match March 30th, but I'll have my first tournament um, this weekend in Austin, Texas at uh, the Onnit World Open, uh, which is at the Paleo Effects uh, Expo in Austin, Texas at the Palmer Event Center. So I'm super stoked about that. Nice. And now what do you get if you win, if you win that? So if you win that, um, you'll, you'll get another, you solidify your spot for the next on it invitational um, at that weight class. But I mean, is, so there, is there any money involved uh, if you win that? Huh? I mean, do you, you don't win any, any kind of money? Um, I don't know if you win money for this one. Uh, I know at Onnit, um, they pay you $500 per submission. So you have um you have a, a opportunity to win like three thousand dollars total. Nice, nice. Now, have you thought about doing like Abu Dhabi or something like that? Yeah. So this year, I was actually supposed to do the the ADCC uh, North American qualifiers because 
it, their, their rule set's like perfect for a wrestler jujitsu guy, right? Like someone that knows how to wrestle like me, um, and the way they make their rule set that you can't pull guard within the first three minutes, but it's sub only. And then after the first three minutes, it's points. And my passing game's pretty decent. And, uh, so I was like, you know what my game is, I'm going to go in and just wrestle my ass off. And then I'm just going to work my passing game. And someone, uh, that was had a very similar style like me ended up making it all the way to the finals. So, um, I thought I would have done really good, but I ended up getting injured, uh, literally the week of the, uh, or the week before the tournament and I had to pull out. So that was the, the next, the next time they do the, the ADCC is going to be two years from now. They do it. It's kind of like the Olympics of grappling. They do it every two years. And what about like uh, EBI or, um, uh, Chael Sonnen, that submission th- thing that he does? Yeah, well, someone threw me and Mercedes' name in the hat um, with Paige Van Zant and Austin. And uh, I, I was like, I'll take that match. And then I, I ended up seeing Austin at M1 Global on April uh, April 4th. And I was like, this dude's like 205 pounds. He's fucking huge. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going up against that monster. Well, I mean, but, I mean, what about, and not tag team, but what about just you going in and against us? Because I know Jake Ellenberger is taking on Diego Sanchez, uh, the next submission one. A couple other UFC guys are doing it. Uh, and I always see guys in doing the, like the, in the EBIs. Have, have you thought about do, doing one of those? Yeah, I mean, I talk to Eddie all the time about, about getting into EBI. Actually, the next, uh, the next thing that they did, they just held the qualifiers at a, uh, at downtown HQ right there on, on Grand Avenue um, for the, the 135 combat jiu-jitsu uh, spot. So I was actually going out to that, and uh, I signed, uh, well, I got notice about this, this fight June 7th, and, I mean, all my MMA stuff takes precedence over, over jiu-jitsu, you know, but combat jiu-jitsu is something that I definitely want to do, and the kid who actually the kid who actually won the qualifiers is somebody that I've beat two or three times now. What's and uh, I was like, I, I knew I would have just, you know, I, I knew I would have definitely had a, a really good showing at that qualifier because all of those guys are like little 125ers that, that don't have to cut weight. So they just go straight up to 135. And I w- I've been walking around at like 160, 165 lately, and I would have had to cut all the way down and then make 135 and then literally compete 30 minutes later. I don't, I don't think it would have been good for me. No, not at all. So what's uh, June 7th? What's up? What's on June 7th? You said there's a f- you have a fight June 7th? Ju- Ju- yeah, June 7th, uh, Combatas Americas is coming to Tucson, and they've, they've, given, me, they've given me two names, and, and right now we're just working on, uh, on solidifying the contract and stuff because last time they came to Tucson, I sold over 150 tickets. And we packed we packed this giant amphitheater that we have at, at a casino here, and uh, I mean the the whole crowd was literally just Burchak T-shirts. It was insane. Oh, that's awesome. Now, are you thinking about that? Was the, now I can see you doing bare knuckle. That was the first time I fought at home in Tucson in eight years. So since I've made my pro debut, I've never come back. So that was the first time in eight years that I actually got to fight at the venue that I made my pro debut at. That's pretty awesome. Now, have you thought about bare knuckle boxing? Yeah, man. Someone, someone, uh, someone said that they, they sent me a contract, and it was like right before that Jason Knight uh, Artem Lobov fight. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this shit's tight. I can't really do this. 
And then after Mercedes saw the <laughs> pictures of those two, she was like, you're not fucking doing this shit at all. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You, you don't need to do that right now. You know, let's... But let's... I, think it's, I think it's super cool, man. You know, they, those guys throw bombs like they have gloves on. And I think after they realize, like, oh, shit, like, these, you know, me hitting somebody in the face hurts me. Like, they throw a lot less punches or they start throwing a lot smarter... Uh, crisper punches because you don't you don't need to throw everything into a punch like you do when you have a glove on you can literally just you know pepper people and and still cut them with your knuckles above the eyebrow or over the cheek you know so why don't me you and mercedes start bare knuckle mma dude that'd be crazy right like just take it back to (laughs) ufc one where they gave you the option you can either wear gloves or not wear. let's do it We'll, we'll follow the bare knuckle boxing thing wherever they go we'll have bare knuckle mma and, uh, Jesus, that'd be so wild. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm in. So, uh, all right. Listen, and also, I think the PFL, the PFL would be great for you. They're giving away a yeah, million I, I dollars. Mean, I, talked to, I, I talked to Coach Steffel a bunch about it. Um, you know, I've seen kind of the, the 145 layout on how, how they've done everything. I mean, I'm, you know, Lance Palmer is an amazing wrestler. Amazing. And uh, Andre the Bull, who's out of, uh, you know, he's out of there over in New York. I think that whole tournament is such a cool-ass format. And, and the fact that, you know, you don't, you can fight the way you want to fight in the preseason, but all you got to do is, is start fighting very, very smart once you get into the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you would, I think you would do really well in that format. Yeah, I, I mean, I do too. I think it's, I, I would definitely have to bulk up a little bit. I would want to get a little bit bigger. Um, there's, there's, I mean, Steven Tyler's huge. Um, what's his name? Uh, they call him Capital. He fights out of, uh, out of syndicate, the Brazilian oh, kid. Right, right, right. He, you know, those dudes are huge 145ers, huge 145ers. And, um, you know, if those guys aren't winning the million dollars and little guys like Lance are, I'm like, okay, even though they're big, like it, it just shows that technique makes them weak. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, I think, uh, you should... Talk to Ray, even about it being this season, being an alternate, because uh, they need, yeah, al- you know, for sure. because a lot of alternates, like last season, I think somebody was an alternate and they like won the whole thing and like a million bucks. That's like, uh, that's like, that's like Christmas gifts for you and your family. So, yeah, man, it's definitely life changing money. Definitely life changing money. Um, that's like three yeah, bras. Like, like, for I said, like I said, this new manager that I'm working with, he's, he's a super pro. He's got some, some huge names. Um, in the UFC, um, his, his counterpart in the company is Tiki Gozen. And, uh, so I'm, I'm just, you know, letting them work right now and, and kind of, kind of figure out what direction they want to go with me. Um, my, my goal is to get back to the UFC, man. I, I really believe that I, I just kind of fucked up my opportunity when I was in there. Um, I let the lights scare me a little bit too much. And I think now, even though, I was just having this conversation with one of my coaches the other day. Even though I'm three and five in my last eight, I feel this is the best I've ever been in my life. I feel I'm the most dangerous that I've ever been as an athlete. And um, I think now that I have the confidence and and the right mindset, going back to the UFC with a little bit more maturity um, will definitely pay off. Absolutely. Well, where can people find you, Anthony Burchek? Um, so I've been doing I've been doing a bunch of technique videos. You guys can follow me on Instagram at a MMA. Um, same thing on Twitter at a MMA. Um, and then my Facebook is just Anthony Burchak. 
Um, I'm super interactive with all my fans, man. I try to talk to everybody. I love engaging with trolls. That's like my new favorite fucking thing <laughs> is just being a troll to the troll. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks for taking the time, man. Always a fan. And uh, I'll see you soon, brother. For sure, man. Kiss that baby for me and, and tell the wife you guys said hi. And I'll, uh, I'm sure I'm going to run into you in Vegas here soon. Are you going to be out there for uh, International Fight Week? Absolutely. Okay, we'll be out there. I'll see you then, bro. Take care. Okay, trap, sonson, trap, sonson, trap, sonson, trap, sonson, trap, donson, 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 trap, don